something I've just been reflecting on uh, even over the course of this weekend and then just realized how, how uh, much it fit into where we are in our series uh, talking about a different spirit. And, uh, and today specifically as we talk about walking in the spirit or staying in step with the spirit is kind of like our instructions or our insight into how to walk with God and how that leads to life and peace versus uh, death and separation from God. And so we're going to be talking about that today. It's something we all long for. And hopefully today is we get some handrails, uh, some inspiration in how to actually walk that out. Uh, but we're, we're talking about it in the midst of a, of a sermon series, just a three-week series uh, of looking at what it looks like to, 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 carry, to carry the presence of God everywhere that we go. What does it look like to carry his presence? Last week, we, we looked at the, the different spirit that Daniel carried and how it led to a life of holiness and righteousness being set apart for God. It reminds me of Ephesians 4.30, where we're instructed, do not grieve the spirit. We, we have the spirit of God as believers living within us and we're told not to grieve the spirit through sin. It's, our sin grieves the spirit. And so uh, we're, we are even just led by the spirit into a life of righteousness. And today, again, we're gonna be talking specifically about uh, what it looks like to stay in step with the spirit. And my prayer for us today is that as we go throughout the the text this morning, uh, that our desire to stay in step with the Spirit will only increase uh, as we see the dichotomy of walking in the Spirit versus walking in the flesh. So turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. It's where we're going to be today. And I'm going to read for us beginning in verse 16 through the end of Galatians 5. I want to read it through so we can get kind of the full scope of what we're talking about. Then I'm going to head back through it verse by verse so we can dig in a little deeper to what God's wanting us to know here today. So beginning in Galatians 5 verse 16. So I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. 
So what I realized uh, in the first service was that this is not your typical like Thanksgiving weekend, my family's in town kind of message. And I, and I kind of felt bad for a second about that, um, but, I, but I feel okay about it now. Uh, I got some encouragement after the service. And, uh, and, and so, so hang on, you know, if you're not ready for that on Thanksgiving weekend, but this is a pretty intense passage of scripture. And staying in step with the spirit is filled with life and peace and joy and fulfillment. But there is a a battle to get there, to to walk in that place day by day. And in fact, I want us to, while we're going to get to 16, let me just read verse 17 first and just touch on that because I think it kind of sets the whole picture for us today. Um, It says, for the, the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit What is contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. So this is kind of the backdrop for us. And that is that there is a a battle that is going on. Okay, and you may have heard about spiritual warfare before, and, and all of that, and 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 uh, and yet I think it's good for us to be reminded from time to time that it is true that there is a spiritual battle that is going on all around us and within us. There is, there, is a, there is a battle going on. And specifically, Paul here identifies that battle as being one between the spirit of God and our own flesh. So the spirit of God that lives within us, if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, and our flesh, that is our, our ego, our self, Right, and so there is this this battle uh, that that is happening, and uh, they 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 are diametrically opposed to one another. These two forces, they cannot occupy the same space. Uh, they are they are they lead to very different outcomes, and so there is then a conflict within us. And, um, and, I'll, and I'll say this, you know, we're going to read on down. And as we get a little further down, we're going to find out where the victory lies. But just because there is conflict within us does not mean that we do not have the spirit. Of course, we're all, we're all believing and, and walking more and more so, hopefully in the fullness of the spirit, having control in our life that leads to, to peace and to life and godliness. But we also know that there is a process called sanctification that happens in life where we are growing to become more like Jesus. And before the time that he comes, there will always be a bit of this tug and pull. There, there will be a little bit of this tension in our, in our flesh, in our, in our spirit. Uh, there will be temptations that are, that are present, uh, that present themselves to us. And so uh, we want to begin, and I think it's helpful just to acknowledge, to recall, to remember that there is a battle that is going on, not only in the world around us, but in our world within uh, and, and we want to be aware of that and cognizant of it in, in everyday life because it's, uh, it's always present. Okay, so this is the backdrop in the, uh, of what we're talking about today. And, and so moving back to verse 16, we're instructed then to walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Okay, so... Um, 
This idea of gratifying the desires of the flesh always brings up in my mind consumption. That you know that there is there's something that you're going to consume, and so the 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 flesh uh, wants to consume. Uh, it'll consume whatever you give it. Whatever uh, attention you give it, whatever affection you give it, whatever time you give it, it will consume, it will consume those, those aspects and elements. And what we know about the flesh and its evil desires is that it n- is never satisfied. It's never satisfied. What you fed it yesterday, it, it, it wants more the next day. And, and over time, what, what, uh, what used to feed it and satisfy it for a moment no longer satisfies it for a moment. You have to give it more. That's the nature of sin. That's the nature of the flesh. That's the nature of what the, the world offers to, to try to uh, fill the, the emptiness that, it, that, it, uh, that we can feel. And so this is the, the nature of the flesh. When we talk about the flesh, we're not talking about uh, our, our physical bodies. At times, the scriptures can refer, uh, use the word, flesh for our physical bodies but uh, primarily it uses when it uses the word flesh it's talking about that 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 inner self that the ego the 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 old man and and so what's going on here is the the uh the flesh in its desire to consume uh it, it feels this it feels the emptiness and it wants to fill it Okay, we want to fill that place of emptiness and we try to do that in our own strength and power. Um, the flesh tries to satisfy, my flesh tries to satisfy me and will do, will do anything to make that happen. And that's the goal of the flesh. Um, and, and it feels the emptiness, but yet our flesh, uh, it, it loathes the idea of, of, of God or allowing, uh, of, of depending upon God or, or upon his mercy. And, and, and so instead, our flesh tries to come up with things in its own power to, to do something about the emptiness that it feels. There's only a couple of ways that the flesh knows how to do that. Um, one is, is in, the, in the way of licentiousness. That is, I will then, since I feel empty, I will fill myself with anything that seems like it might feel good, look good, taste good uh, in, in that moment. Or if somebody else refers me to that, then maybe I'll try it because nothing else I've tried has seemed to satisfy it. So I'll try something new and try something new. And that's, that's called licentiousness. That's just, that's, that's, that's greed. That's, that's immorality. Just I'm going to fill myself with whatever I can. The other thing that the flesh uh, tries to do is to use legalism. Okay, if I, in my own strength, again, the flesh does not want to rely on God or the grace of God. So in its own strength, if I can do what is right, if I can look like a moral person, a good person, and make people think that of me, then that's something that will bring praise to me. That is something that I can, uh, I can find pride in the way that I live and am able to accomplish or do good things in my life. And both of these things lead to, to death. And I'm not talking about just physical dying death. I'm talking about just inside, inner, inner death. Like it doesn't bring life. And, and yet this is the attempts of, of our flesh. That is that kind of our old self. The Bible talks about for a believer, how the old self, it, it goes away and the new comes. The old is gone. The new has come in Christ Jesus. So this is that, this is that old self that we're talking about. 
Um, it does not yield to any uh, authority. It does not yield to the, the mercy of God. It, it craves control and it, it craves the praise of, of man. And so we have this battle going on inside of us, this flesh that longs to consume. And so our first incentive to walk in the spirit is precisely so that you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Because when you begin to gratify them again, it wants more and more and more. And it leads to, it leads to burnout. It leads to religion. It leads to licentiousness. And so there's this war going on within us. And Paul here will address both the legalism and the licentiousness. So in verse 18, as we, as we continue reading, he says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So the first thing he addresses here is the, the legalistic aspect of our flesh. And uh, one that Paul was quite familiar with because this is the side that he fell into. And, and so he said, when you are led by the spirit, um, you are not under the law. And so there, there's something really beautiful about this. This does not mean that we do not uh, fulfill fulfill the law doesn't not mean that we disregard the law but what it does mean is you're not under the law you're not under the punishment or the oppression of the law you don't need to feel the the pinch or the burden of the law's demands uh demanding that you do things uh, to fulfill the law, which you cannot do. You cannot meet the requirements of the law. That's what the Old Testament proved. And that's why the grace of God came in the form of Jesus Christ. And so you're, you're, and not only can you not do it, but you don't want to do it. There's nothing that, that causes you to want to do it, but by the Spirit, we, we actually begin to, the, through the Spirit, begin fulfilling the law. The Spirit through us fulfills the law, uh, namely in, in the way that we love namely in the fruit of the spirit that we're gonna to get to in a minute, right? So the, the law actually is fulfilled through uh, us being led by the spirit. And, and, um, and so we're, we don't find ourselves under the law. But to make sure that we avoid legalism, I love even the switch of language that he introduces here, not simply walking by the spirit, but being led by the spirit. Okay, so um, I've, I've heard it uh, pictured like this. It's, it's not so much like, uh, you know, the pace car, the Indy 500 or something like that, where the car goes out and, and does the first lap or so with the, with, the, uh, with the race cars and they're all following behind at that pace, following where the, the path that that car is going on. And that's sometimes maybe how we think about following the spirit or walking with the spirit. But here being led by the spirit it suggests more the picture of a locomotive, a uh, steam engine that is again leading the way and then is going in certain directions, but where we are connected to it, where it is the spirit of God that enables us to even move forward. It's not us trying to do our best to follow this and that. It's, it's actually, I got to stay attached to the spirit of God so that I am enabled and empowered to actually go where I need to go at the speed that I need to get there uh, by way of the Spirit of God. And so um, it takes out all of our works altogether. We are simply led by the Spirit. And for those who are led by the Spirit, we are no longer under the oppression and demands of the law because by the Spirit, the law is fulfilled through fruitfulness in our lives, beginning with love. Uh, and joy and peace. And so we have 
the Spirit of God at work within us uh, to, to produce a fruitfulness in us that is not uh, a requirement, not coming from the outside in. I got to try to fulfill the requirements of the law um, because that leads to burnout. It leads to religion. It cannot be done. It, it, it leads to us feeling like fakes and hypocrites because we cannot do it. It is only by his spirit. In fact, what it leads most people to is to the flip side where we get to in the next verse in verse 19, and that's licentiousness. I mean, how many of you know of people, or maybe you even grew up in a, in a very legalistic setting? And, uh, and, and I, I've met many of them in the years of college ministry that we've done where they grew up in, in this legalism and they get to college and like, forget all of it. Like I'm doing whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. And so they're, tr- they're trading one master for another and, uh, and, and they're missing. In fact, it's one of the things I've, I've loved about college ministry is getting to catch people in that. There was a, a guy I met a, few, a couple of years ago uh, who was a junior and I, was, I, was, I, I haven't forgot him because I'm like, if I could have met you freshman year. Um, because basically what he did is he came out of a very legalistic upbringing and, uh, and he got to college and he's like, I know this isn't it. There's not life here. There's not, uh, but, but I want to find what it is. And, he, and, and he, he couldn't find what he was looking for and fell into uh, crowds doing, you know, the, the, the typical kind of college party scene. And he got into it and, and I'm like, oh, if I, if I could have met you that freshman year, that window when you were saying, hey, no, this isn't it. There's got to be something more. Uh, but often, sadly, what legalism leads to ultimately is the licentiousness. Is like, this is no, there's no life here, and so I'm going to the opposite. And, uh, and yet, here is what we read of the opposite, where Paul uh, warns of legalism and being under the law. Now he warns of this licentiousness uh, that, that, is, that is, comes in the form of, of gross action and attitudes uh, that can be found in the, in the human heart and life. So in, in chapter 5, beginning in verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. So it goes on, and the like is it it continues to go on, but I hope that as I read that list, that there's, there's a couple of things that happen in you. One is that there's a level of disgust uh, at the darkness, um, just like, ugh, you just almost feel it, it physically. Like, who, who would want that? Who would desire that? And, and, and the answer is no one. No one in the end wants that. But the other thing is, is this, that you would see some things in there that actually that the world would promote and we would see it for what it is and that's a lie, a deception, a mirage, uh, trying to, to get people to, be, to give in to licentiousness when we know that it, it does not lead to life. It doesn't lead to life so that we would see in these things uh, the, the rebellion against against God. 
One of the reasons that I believe that Paul also addresses uh, coming under the law here is that um, anytime you have a, a list like this, often uh, humanity can form kind of religious aspirations around it. And like, okay, good, rules and regulations. Now at least I know what exactly to do and not do. And, and we drift into that place of, uh, from the, the outside in. Um, and that's not, that's not the, the heart of this here. Um, I think part of the heart here is to, to show I mean, on, on, in, in very clear fashion, the dichotomy of, of life in the spirit versus life in the flesh. Um, one of the things that I think characterizes the, the works of the flesh, which, first of all, it's interesting that it uses the word works and, um, versus the fruit of the spirit that we'll read about shortly. But the, the working of the flesh, the, the, the striving, the, the clawing, it, you actually get, it, you, you get exactly what you deserve. Um, there's, there's no reliance on the, the, the grace of God, which is good that you get that you don't deserve, or the mercy of God, which is not getting the, the bad that you do deserve. There's no reliance upon those things. There's no calling out on the grace or for the mercy of God to help us in our struggle with our flesh. It's just the, this, this, the decision um, to, to find life on our own apart from God. And in that way, we, re- we receive the, the work of the flesh and that's, that's, that's darkness and it's death. And, and so we, we see in, in Romans 8, 7, um, it, it says that the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. And so the, the basic mark of the flesh is, is that it is unsubmitted to God. In, in every way is unsubmitted to God that would throw off any acknowledgement of God or his authority uh, and while uh, object, uh, rejecting his authority also rejecting his mercy those that come under his authority are coming under his grace and under his mercy and so we, we see this, this picture here um, coming, coming into to reality. Uh, uh, Romans 8, 6, the verse right before, describes it like this. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And so we see here in Galatians kind of that, that verse in list form, if you will. The, the mind governed by the flesh, that I do what I do today and I make decisions uh, about what my day will look like, what my life will look like, how my relationships will, will transpire. I, my mind is governed by the flesh. This is what that looks like. And then you have the mind that is governed by the spirit. Spirit of God, what are you doing? How can I make a godly decision today? How can I operate with the mind of Christ today? How can I, I have, have godly biblical wisdom to govern my mind today, then this is what your life, this is the list of of your life. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So again, if, if, if I were to have thought of it, I would have put both of these lists up on the screen, right? And, and then uh, on each side, you have the, the, these lists. Do you, do, you, do you want love, joy, 
peace, goodness, gentleness, kindness kind of in, in your life and in your world every day? Is that what you want to experience and those in your life? Is that what you want them to experience? Or do you want hate and dissension and factions and fits of rage and envy and bitterness? Uh, what do you want? So the universal answer, this is easy, universally, Everyone would look at the screen that I would have made and said, I want, I want, the, I want the one with love and peace and joy. That's the one. Universally, through all humanity, they would say, that's the one I want. That's the, the, in, that's the one I'm looking for. How? How do I have that one instead of that one? How do I get there? And that's what, that's what, Paul is instructing us in today. You get that one by walking in the spirit, being led by the spirit. These are not, these are not works. That was works of the flesh. Now this is fruit of the spirit. This is, this is what happens uh, in the life that is the, the fruit of the spirit of God. Not something that we've earned, not something that we've done, but it's something that has born fruit through our givenness to to the, to the spirit of God. And so we, we wanna be of those who are led by the spirit. Being led by the spirit stresses the spirit's initiative, his enablement, and walking by the spirit stresses our resulting behavior. Because there, there is a partnership. He enables, he empowers, but we position. We say yes. We, we decide to get up today and walk by the spirit because we've already been enabled and empowered to do so. It's just a matter of whether we will or not, whether or not we will even begin our day consciously aware of the battle that we're in so that we're able to say yes to the spirit and not be deceived without even thinking about it uh, through giving into the ways of the flesh. Maybe small ways, in the beginning but at, but the nature of the flesh is that it wants to consume more and more and so we want to walk in the fruit of the spirit and verse 24 is the and the great power that has already transpired uh, and that is this that those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires so if you're a follower of Jesus in the room today, the good news is that that flesh has already been crucified. That's what happened when you decided to follow Jesus. It's already been crucified. That, that flesh and those evil desires and the hatred and the envy and the bitterness and the, the temptation towards sexual morality and greed, those things, that's been crucified. That's as I said earlier, was that old self. The old is gone and the new has come. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And so that is your reality that, that is the enablement and empowerment of the spirit is that that, that, that has been crucified. Uh, that's the picture of baptism as we celebrated a couple of weeks ago in here, celebrating with those who have said, I'm, I am, I'm dead to my sin. I'm alive in Christ. I, I'm, I'm alive in him. And so part of the Part of the thing that I believe that God wants to, to give us today is, the, is a fresh ability to, to walk in the victory that is already ours. Now, again, we already talked about how well, we're going to feel that there's this battle. 
And, and it's kind of the, the both and. It is the, some of the paradox of, of, our, of our walk with Christ where there has been victory and that victory is assured and it is ultimate and nothing can change it. And, uh, and yet at the same time, uh, we, we, we still have struggles with, with sin. We still, ha- we still feel the tension and the warfare that we spoke of earlier, the conflict that goes on within us. But part of the vic- victory that we have is, is a victorious mindset. And that's not just mind games. That's not trying to puff ourselves up. That is a, a mindset fixed on truth in that we already are victorious because of the work of Jesus on the cross. And so we wake up and we, we, we can go to, to things like Galatians 2.20, which Paul has shared you know, a, few verse, a few chapters before, where he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. All right, so I've already been crucified with Christ. My, my I, that's that, that's that flesh, the, the self, the ego. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. That's not, that's not, that's not the mind that's governing me anymore. That I no longer live. It is Christ within me. It is the spirit of God in me that is now governing my mind. And so I'm gonna give myself to, the, to that governance. I'm not going to give myself to the, to the flesh that really has no power or authority. Are there outlier, you know, kind of guerrilla warfare trying to come in and steal and kill and destroy still? Yes, but the capital of my life has been surrendered to the king and, and the spirit of God rules and reigns there. And so he is, he is victorious. He, he is my authority. I come under his mercy. I wanna be led by his spirit today that I might walk in the victory that's already been afforded to me. And so this is the, this is the power of, of uh, the, the cross of Christ and now the instruction of how to live it out. And that is to stay in step with the spirit of God that he gave us at, upon our, our, our salvation and our faith in Christ. Okay, great. Now it's been crucified. Now this is how you walk it out. You stay in step with the spirit you stay in step with the spirit you 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 cuz you've been crucified so now you 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 walk with me you you walk it out in this way in ver, in verse 25 says that it says since we live by the spirit let us stay in step with the spirit i've always loved that that analogy and and uh, and it is it's it's and maybe it puts that locomotive picture together with walking in the spirit because I, I see it almost both and like I, I have to take the step, but it's, I'm, I'm so close. I'm so sensitive to the spirit to stay in step with him. I've got to be connected to him. Like, where, okay, where are you going? We're going here, there. Okay, we're going there. And so that in everything I do, I'm, I'm, my mind is governed by it. Okay, God, what are, what are, you, um, what are you wanting to do in my life today? How can I be submitted to you today? As I walk through the day, Lord, how are you, is there any way you're wanting me to encourage anyone around me? Uh, Lord, is there, is there any way that I can be a blessing to my family today? Uh, Lord, I'm just, I'm walking in, in the spirit of God. Uh, and and it's, a, it's a beautiful place to be. It's a place of life and peace and joy. The mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Staying in step with the Spirit is, 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 this, is this kind of picture. It's, it's where we've 
come to know Jesus and we've professed our faith in him as the son of God, the one that has come to 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 take away our sin um, because of his willingness to, to, to take our place. And upon our salvation, our faith in him, we receive the spirit. And this, that, that um, is talked about in different ways biblically. It's, it's a regeneration. It's a, a renewal. It's a refreshing. It's a washing of the Holy Spirit. And, and as that happens, you know what happens? That there are actually new desires. That, that old self that's gone, those old desires, they go and it's replaced with new, not just a new self, but that self still contains desires, but there's new desires. And, and there's, there's new um, longings in your heart. They begin to shift and change. And, and the, the man or woman that is able to walk by the Spirit is able to do so when those desires become stronger and more potent than the, than the old desires of the flesh. And, and those grow in the same way that the, the desires of the flesh grow is the more that we feed them and give them attention and affection, uh, those desires grow and there's more to be experienced there. And so we, we as believers, uh, grow in our ability to walk by the Spirit or to stay in step with the Spirit, the more that we give ourselves to those desires of the Spirit. It's a beautiful thing. And actually it's the fulfillment of a prophecy that we find in Ezekiel 36, verses 26 and 27. It says, a new heart I will give you and a new spirit I will put within you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the fulfillment of prophecy. A new heart I will give you, a new spirit I will put within you. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. So I'll put a new spirit within you and it will cause you to walk in my statutes. Thank you, Jesus. Walking by the spirit is what we do when the desires produced by the spirit are stronger than the desires produced by our flesh. And so let us walk in it today. Let, let us get practical because this, this is serious. That's why I say it's not a great Thanksgiving weekend message because it's, it's really serious. Like it, it, it is the, the reason the spirit, it was at least a large part of the reason the spirit was given to us. Like, okay, it's been crucified. Now walk it out, but you can't do it alone. Okay, we, we've tried that before through the law and you're not able to fulfill the requirements. So I'm gonna give you my spirit so that you can actually walk in the life and peace and joy that I've afforded to you. But to do that, you've got to say no to the flesh. You've got to walk in the spirit and, and say no to the flesh because the flesh will lead you into all of this other stuff and junk and darkness that you don't want. So the question is, do you, do you believe him? Like, do you, do, you, do you believe the word of God? Because I think we're all universally saying, yes, I want love, joy, peace, patience, and I don't, I don't want hatred, dissension, factions, and, and all those things. And so do we believe that, that this is the way to that? Do we believe it enough? And do we, do we um, hate enough the, the, the wickedness of sin that we're, we would say every day, 
I've got to wake up and say, okay, today I'm reminding myself my, my flesh has been crucified. Today I, I no longer living for myself, but I, I'm living by faith in, this, in the son of God who gave himself up for me. That's what I'm living for today. And maybe not only morning by morning, but maybe more of a moment by moment, especially on certain days, right? It's not like, okay, that wasn't enough. I, I gotta do this moment by moment. I gotta get the old chime on the watch going every hour so that I can say, okay, oh, my mind is not governed by the flesh. My mind is governed by the spirit, okay? I, I, uh, I am I'm not, not living for, uh, the, the th- to gratify myself. I'm living to, to gratify the spirit. Um, you know, we've got these nuggets of, of truth scattered through here that I don't wanna be hostile to God and God's ways. I submit, I'm gonna go low. I wanna be soft right now before you. And, and so get the chime going if you need to get it going. But we've got, we've got the truth here that will lead us into righteousness and life. And to, it will bear the fruit of the spirit, not only that we get to enjoy, but all of those around us get to enjoy. So, so who will be the person in their family that says, I'm gonna be led by the spirit and I'm gonna begin to change the atmosphere of my home? Who's gonna be the person in their workplace that says, I'm gonna be led by the spirit. I'm gonna stay in step with the spirit and I'm gonna change the atmosphere and the culture of my workplace. Who's gonna do that? Because you have the power to do it. You, you have the power to do it because of the, the power of the spirit, the very same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that lives within you. And, and so the, there's, but there's choices every day, a hundred of them, right? And so Lord, help us, we pray. Lord, help us, we pray. God, to, to be of those who walk by the spirit, who, who learn to stay in step with the spirit day by day, moment by moment. Lord, I pray that there would not be a hint of the stench of death, of the, of the things that, of, of hatred and dissension and factions, of the, the lies of the world that says that it'll bring fulfillment of sexual immorality and, and, and greed and drunkenness, Lord, that, but that we would believe you today and not only believe you in, in the way like, oh yeah, I, I know that to be true, but believe you and believe it so much and believe that it's such a big deal that we, we walk in it. That we make hard decisions to stay in step. That, that we, we kind of build our day around um, thinking about, allowing our mind to be governed considering the actions, considering words that we say before we say them. Lord, lead us today into a place of full submission to your spirit. What does that look like for you today? What is that battle that's going on in you? where the spirit of God right now is highlighting and pressing upon you, like you gotta lay that down. Hey, you're, you're feeding that thing and you need to begin feeding into the spirit here, opposite of that. That's gonna come against that desire, that cycle of sin in the flesh. Let's get real practical here for a moment. What is that? for you, in you. 
Are there certain relationships that you found, oh, that brings up this in me and it's not good? Well, that's not the other person's fault. I say that carte blanche, obviously there's a lot of dynamics in relationship, but you don't have control over what the other person does. But you do have control over what you're sowing into, the spirit, the flesh. So maybe think about that relationship that stirs some of that thing up in you and be, be on guard there. Surrender again there. Be led by the spirit there. Just help us to, to walk out of this place today knowing that we are victorious over the flesh, that there is victory that is ours, that we would not succumb to the lies of the enemy that we can't or it's too much or overwhelmed and allow that to trump the victory of the cross, but instead allow that to be like, you're right, that is too much. I am overwhelmed. I've got to go and be led by the Spirit again. Not give in to the thing that just me, that's reminding me actually that I need to be, be connected to the locomotive of the Spirit. Where there's life and peace. Thank you, Jesus. I want to invite you to stand with me. And we're gonna take some time to, to respond to the Spirit of God. Uh, I wanna invite our ministry team to come on up here to the front. And um, if you need prayer for anything, please don't hesitate to come forward and, and pray with someone. Some of you today, um, maybe for the first time, are identifying um, a place of, of just darkness, of confusion inside of you, and you're hearing about life and peace in Jesus, and something's stirring, and you're saying, I, I, I wanna know more about Jesus. I wanna know more about life and peace. And if that's you, I would encourage you to come forward today. We would love to talk with you about how to have a relationship with Jesus today, to experience life and peace today. And as always, the front is open up. If you just need to come and get on your knees and surrender again and say, I just wanna, I wanna stay in step with your spirit. I'm, I'm presenting myself again. I, I wanna draw in near. Sometimes we find it's just helpful to, I gotta get out of my seat, out of my norm, and I gotta move into the things of God. And I would encourage you to just come forward as presenting yourself like as an offering before God. But let's not leave this place without responding to God in the ways that he's leading us.